0: This morning, I want to speak to you on decision-making. Tell someone decision-making. Tell the person you need to make good decisions in life. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Suzanne, that was a very powerful ministration. Amen. She's gradually getting there. There's something in her. I want to release it in Jesus' name. That will be a blessing to the world and to the church. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Amen. Right, decision making. Decision making. One of the most important skills that you need to learn is decision making. Tell someone, decision making. Hallelujah. Because you will realize that you are the sum total of the decisions you have made in your life. You are the sum total of the decisions you have made. And whatever you become in life will also depend on the decisions you make. Whatever you have become today is because of the decisions you made yesterday and some few months ago or some years ago. And whatever you are going to become also depends on the decisions you make. And that is why it's very, very important that you realize that you are a sum total of the decisions you have made in your life. And when you realize this fact, you begin to take your decision-making very seriously. See, there are a lot of people that don't make decisions with any serious attachment. They just take decisions anyhow and move back. Every decision has consequences. And one of the reasons why I keep going back to decision-making is that you will notice that even at this minute, You are making a decision whether to continue to listen to me or not. Every second of our lives is full of decisions. That's why decisions have consequences. Amen. It is said elections have consequences. Decisions also have consequences because election itself is an outcome of your decision. If you elect any president or prime minister, you made a choice. It was a decision when you got to the ballot box. You made that choice. And so decisions are very, very powerful. And I came to announce to you, sometimes as we pray to God for things, the answer may not come like a miracle that we are looking for, but it will come in the form of a wisdom to make a decision. That's why when you pray, you don't limit the prayer. Sometimes you may pray for money and God may send someone to give you the money. But there are times you may pray for money and God will give you wisdom to make a decision to make the money. And that's why every stage of your life, good or bad, was a result of a decision you made. This morning, you made a decision to come to church. You only arrived here because you made a decision to be here. Every stage of your life has got to do with decision making. And so sometimes we may need to stop complaining and check the wisdom with which we are taking decisions. Because the effects of our lives, whether good or bad, was based on some decisions that we made. Glory be to Jesus. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 20 and the verse number 18. I will touch on the scripture we read. It's linked somewhere into the message. But in Proverbs chapter 20 verse 18. The Bible says that every purpose is established by counsel and with good advice you make war. The NLT says plans succeed through good counsel. Amen. Plans. The plans we have. They will only succeed through good counsel. That means good advice. Then he says, don't go to war without advice. Life is war. Tell someone life is war. Everything about life is war. Is war. Life is war. And every war is also won by strategy. But behind every strategy is a decision. The decision to go to war. The decision, the strategy itself is A decision is a choice to make. Every minute of our lives, we are making decisions. And whether we will succeed or fail depends on the quality of the decisions that we make. And as believers, we stand at a great advantage because you are filled with the spirit of God who is also the spirit of wisdom. Amen. And so, your current situation is as a result of the choices you have made. Many of us, our current situation is based on the choice. Even if it's an enemy that causes, we have to make the choice as to whether we allow the enemy to continue to, will, to win or we make a decision to fight back. Even when someone creates a problem for you, you will have to make the decision whether you're going to fight back to redeem your name or you can choose to let your name be soiled. It's still a choice everything. You you can choose to pray or choose to cry when you are faced with a problem. When you are faced with a difficult situation because life is full of choices and we make decisions and we choose one way. And so the consequences of our lives always relies and depends on the choices we make, the decisions that we make. And that's why this morning, God will help us to learn to make correct decisions. In Jesus' name. Whether you remain poor or rich would depend on the decisions you make. When you marry someone, it was a decision. You decide. Listen, love is not a feeling. It's a decision. (laughs) It's a decision. (laughs) You have to decide to love this person. It's a decision. You have to decide to go along with this person. So making choices and making decisions are very crucial. And you understand that your life is always moving in the direction of your decisions. Your life is always moving in the direction of your decisions. So if you understand this this morning and if you realize this this morning... The question I want to ask you is, if your life is moving in the direction of your decisions, do you like the directions your decisions are taking you? If your life is constantly moving in the direction of your decisions, do you like the direction in which your decisions are taking you? Do you like it? If you don't like it, the choice is still yours to change. In Jesus' name. It's your choice to put up with nonsense or not. It's your choice to put up with foolishness or not. It's your choice. Glory be to Jesus. Over the past one year, I've had questions from people sometimes outside the church. Who, some of them are even outside the country. But they, and most of them, there are some ladies. Some very good ladies who have just buried some bad boys. And I'm calling them, I'm not calling them men because you see, boys don't marry, it's men who marry. Therefore shall a man leave his father, not a boy. So there are some people who are 50 years old, but they are still boys. Because their decision making is very infantile. Paul said, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. Then he says, i thought as a child then i did things as a child see that's a child they say when i grew up i put away childish things the choice is yours see when paul was speaking he said this is how a child behaves when i was a child i spoke first before i thought children speak before thinking but when you are matured you think before you talk that's why he says that when I was a child, I spoke first. Then I understood as a child. Then I taught as a child. Can you imagine? You must understand first. So you must think first, understand first, before you speak. But as you see how Paul has put it there, he has arranged it nicely as to how children think. That's why I told you, they've married some boys. May you not marry a boy. In Jesus' name, sisters, don't marry boys. Marry a man. Glory be to Jesus. Connie, don't marry a boy. Marry a man. But look at it. It says, when I was a child, I spoke first. Then I understood second. Then I started thinking about it. Then why did you open your mouth? That is child. But when you are mature, you think first. Then you understand through the thinking process before you take action. Glory be to Jesus hallelujah. So, because when you start speaking, you are making decisions. And he hasn't even thought through he's talking already. May we grow up in Jesus' name. So, these ladies who have been called, I think, two days ago, I have to do another one. And all of them, the guy is just beating you up. And then you're asking, what should we do? What should you do? I said, the moment beating comes in, Back off. So Bishop. The Bible says no divorce. Yes, God wants us to love but also God also does not endorse abuse. Amen. You don't stay in there to die there. Move away a little bit so we can see how this can be settled. But don't stay in there. In her case, it's just she has just married a boy of God. Are you here? And the parents were opposed to the marriage. And the only reason was because this guy, they can see that he's a lazy boy. And said, God has called him. He he wants to work hard. He believes angels will just do everything for him. And she is working, bringing all the money, doing everything. And this guy is just lazy. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over laziness. As if he has been baptized with laziness. He, he won't do anything. The church in which they were, that he was working as full time. He wasn't even doing well. He's always having problems with the senior pastor. Because there are things to do and he's lazy sleeping. So God has called him. Now he started creating problems in the ministry. He goes to somebody and he says now he's a prophet in the church. So they have now changed church three times. Because every time he's prophesying to somebody in the church that is this your mother who is killing you and this and he's creating problems in many homes. And in the midst of all of this, he's not bringing anything in because of the fact that he's not humble enough to stay under a ministry. He's just moving from one place to the other and bringing untold hardship to the house. The lady is working overtime. And if there's anything they talk about, you you want to slap her too. Which, Which man of God slaps his wife? And now it's got to a point where it's becoming unbecoming. And the lady said, she's tired of waiting. What should we do? I said, this, this thing, the advice, you have it already. The decision, you have it. Get out. Get out. Go and wait a little bit. Go and say sorry to mom and dad and stay in their house a little bit. And organize yourself. And let's see, let's see what, what he will do because that is laziness. And abuse. But that's a decision you have to make. Because in the end, the very reason why your parents said no is what is manifesting. Their main opposition is not that he's not a Christian. No, they, they for some reason, daddy felt this guy is lazy. And is just going to depend on you for the rest of your life. He said, no. The Holy Spirit is saying, it's he, <laughs> The decision is yours to make. So when you go through and now you are receiving slaps, left, right, center, it's a consequence of the decision. Now the choice is still yours to make a decision. Whether to continue to endure affliction as a good soldier or you move away. To save your skin in Jesus name. So whatever we are in life, when we are presented with options, we need to make a decision in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Do you like the direction your decisions are taking you? This morning, I want you to reflect on that. Because when you are presented with options, whether to believe God, you must make the decision to serve God. That decision will be yours. That decision will be yours. And one of the reasons why you must make a decision to serve God is that as we read in the scripture from Matthew chapter 10, especially in the verse number 28, to 30 decision to serve god decision to have faith in god it's a choice faith is a choice we can receive all the messages on faith but we'll have to make the choice to exercise the faith you see fear and faith they all require to believe in something that you don't see fear and faith requires you to believe in something you don't see so i will advise you to choose faith over fear because whatever you are afraid of you have not even seen it most of it is in your imagination thoughts words that we heard and we imagine this is going to and fear grips us and we refuse to go forward anymore i'm afraid if i go out i'll fail I'm afraid this thing will come back. I'm afraid this sickness will come back. I'm afraid this. So it's a choice you make to stay where you are. And you can also decide that if I don't see what I'm afraid of. And I don't see faith to Let me exercise faith. Faith is healthy in Jesus name. And let me believe God. The Bible tells us that Jesus said, don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They can't touch your soul. The creator is telling us that we are a very complex group of people. That there's a body and there's a soul. Amen. He says they can kill your body, but they can't touch your soul. You should fear only God. For me, one of the reasons why I would choose to have faith in God is because he is the only one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Hell will be interesting. He says both body and soul will be destroyed. It means that there are two different compartments. Amen. That's why you must believe him. You must have faith in him. When it comes to the choice of belief, you must make a decision consistently to exercise faith in God. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's a choice. It was a decision. He made that decision. To stick to it. Things may not be working. Why do you think the rest of Israel were doing other things and Joshua had to put this before them? He said you have a choice today. Whether you serve the gods of the Amorites that you came to meet here. Or you serve the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob who brought us out of Egypt. The choice is yours. Because for some time they may not see the hand of God. They may not see the presence of God. They may see enemies all around and assume that God is no longer interested in them but continue to exercise faith in God even when things don't look to be working well. That choice is yours. Amen. God will bless based on the decisions we make to either exercise faith in him or not. So the Bible said, what is the price of two sparrows it says one copper coin or one penny, two sparrows, two beds. How much do they cost? Some parts of Africa, we go on bed hunting. You make catapults, you time them. Go on to all the birds in the area when we come home for long vacation. You hunt them because you have nothing else to do. There were no internets in those days. Nothing. This is serious activity. We climb trees and climb walls and climb hills and run around and go to the seaside and all that. that. We, we run around with this stuff and we killed a lot of animals. <laughs> These birds, we trapped them. We created traps for them. These birds, the Bible says, but not a single sparrow. Can fall to the ground without the knowledge of your heavenly father. Can you imagine why you must make that choice to have faith in God. Despite all the situation you are going through. Because he said even birds. That's why he even, Jesus even knew the much they sell them. He said it's very cheap. Two birds are sold for a penny. One penny can buy you two birds. And Jesus said, even those ones, no matter how cheap they are, God still will not let any one of them be killed without he sanctioning it. Can you imagine? And Jesus did not go to the cross for birds, but he went to the cross for you. God did not create us in any other person's image apart from himself. He didn't create birds in his image after his likeness and yet he's ensuring that no bird dies without his approval you can't kill a bird until god wants that bird dead he even watches over birds and ants and he says you oh my god that is one of the reasons he says your heavenly father will not let any one of them fall on the ground without his approval look at the next verse and he says and but the very hairs of your head are all numbered Look at the person sitting by you. Whether the hair is this or is for a Peruvian somewhere. Check and see whether you can count the hair. Can you count the hair on their head? The Bible says. God had an inventory stock of every one of us. Of all the 7 billion people on the face of the earth. God knows the total number of hairs on your head. He tells you that he's so mindful of you. He has all the little bits all taken care of. How dare the devil come your way? And why would you make a choice rather to believe the devil than God? I want you to believe God this morning. And make a choice to live a life of faith in him. My hairs are numbered. What? Who can count it? And God has count. That makes him powerful, isn't it? Even if you attempt to do it, you'll not be able to finish it until the days your, your life on earth finishes. If you go home, go and try it. You'll not be able to go to school tomorrow. because <laughs> I don't know where you leave off to come and start counting. Even those who are bald. And I've got little follicles that try and count the follicles and see. And God knows all this number. The very hairs of my head are numbered. This is why you must make a choice of choosing God. Hallelujah. And living by faith. So when we are given options, whether to believe God, we must weigh it strongly. Amen. When we are given options, whether to accept a love proposal, the decision will be ours. When we are given options, whether to accept a business proposal, the decision will have to come from us. When we are given options, whether to relocate our business, our homes, wherever, we have to make a decision. Whether to believe a story about someone or not, that decision comes from you. You have to make that choice. And today I will share with you at least five steps towards good decision making. Amen. Hallelujah. Whether to apply for a particular role in a job, to travel, to befriend someone, to respond to an accusation or to respond to an act of foolishness. The choice will be yours. Praise God. The scripture says, don't go to war unless you have received good advice. Because the good advice you receive will become the decision you will make. Amen. Hallelujah. And the first thing to do when we are faced with choices in life to make the decisions that would determine our outcome in life. I've told you that your life is always moving in the direction of the decisions you make. The first thing is to weigh the information. Weigh things carefully. Weigh things carefully. W-E-I-G-H. Weigh it. You have to weigh it. You can't just make decisions. You have to weigh the information. Don't just say yes. Don't just say no. Take time and analyze the situation. Weigh the information. Weigh it by tossing it in your head. By asking critical questions. God gave us the Holy Spirit. But he also gave us a brain. Amen. The brain must be utilized. Researchers have shown that people die and about 98% of their brains have not been used at all. Because we are just, we just like copying And especially the spirit of competition just moves us into that. And if you want to compete, compete properly too. And if you want to copy, copyright too. But we just wait for someone to do the thinking, strategy, and we just see the idea, ah, let me grab it too. Then we start running with it. Let somebody start a business and everybody looks at it and says, eh, it's getting a lot of money. I'm going to start the same thing. And then shamelessly you put the shop in front of the, same, the other person's shop. What kind of decision making is this? They are not afraid, they're just competing for it. They Just want the money some. They want some of the money too. So they don't they will cut corners and do everything. They just copy, they copy logo, they copy title, they copy everything. They copy your picture. Oh yeah. Recently, me, um, me and Pastor Grant. You know Pastor Grant. I know Pastor Grant. Pastor Grant has been coming here. Yeah. Somebody decided to just copy our flyers. At least if you are copying too, at least let there be a sign that you can copy nicely too. But but the shirt we are wearing too, is it yours? You have just chopped off my head and put your image there. What kind of pastor does that? And like, Pastor Grandco said, Charlie, they are wearing your shirt too. The guy is wearing your shirt. Why he has the same watch as you. Everything. Only the head has changed. I said, but you, this big guy, look at this, my tiny fingers. Is it the same? happy to to advertise that for your next program. There's a church. It looks like the theme for our women's ministry as soon as we finish next year is their turn. We have we have tracked it for the past six years continuously. I mean are we your Holy Ghost? So won't you use your head a little bit to be creative? May nobody in this building go back to your maker with 98% of your brain unutilized. May the Spirit of God give you wisdom to make judgments and decisions that are so original to you. Yes. Hallelujah. So weigh things carefully. Weigh the information. That's why I was giving you an example. If you have a choice to believe God or an atheist or Satan, at least remember that God's word says the very hairs of my head are numbered. It's a good reason for me to believe God. You see, you have weighed the thing. You have weighed You say, Look, there is a God who created me. I didn't ask to be created. He deserves my worship. I would rather have faith in such a God than the one who didn't create me. Who himself is a created being. Praise God. So, weigh things very carefully. Think through things. Don't just be blind. So when it comes to decision of having faith in God, check the scriptures, check the credentials of Almighty God. Check the reality of the fact that there is a God who made heaven and earth. That there is a creator. There can't be designed without a designer. As soon as you wear anything, you look at it, it's very clear it's a design. So there is definitely a dressmaker, there is definitely a designer. If you have a watch and you look at, somebody designed it so we can look at this world that looks so organized and we say there is no creator. That disorder produces order. Since then has it been continuing? Hallelujah. I mean if you look at your body you can tell. Why is your, why are your eyes not under your feet? Why was it placed where it is? At the highest part of the body, he can see ahead before the rest of the body comes. In. Sometimes, when you open the body up, you you look at it and say, "God is wonderful." I used to have a professor in chemical pathology when he's taking us through pathology, bodies down, and he's talking because he's a believer. He was an Assemblies of God elder as well. And I just love his because when you are standing in the in the autopsy theater and the body is lying there and he's he's looking at it and he's just God in his wisdom, place the aorta here, God in his wisdom, just place the pancreas here, God in his wisdom, he talks like that, he talks like God in his wisdom (laughs) hallelujah we used to call him God in his wisdom (laughs) because everything God in his wisdom Place all these things here and look at how the hormones are produced and this is how it comes in. And that's how the body works. So everything, God in his wisdom arranged it that way. He didn't put the brain in the toe. He placed placed it above so you can think ahead. And as soon as you are thinking ahead, the eye is seeing. Then he can instruct the leg. Let's move. Then we start moving there. And it sees the danger as a leg, you can't go any further. We are going back. So the eye sees that. God did all those things. He placed nerves so we could feel heat and feel cold. God, in His wisdom, did all of this. He is a reason, that is a reason. We see. So when you are analyzing a fact of making a choice of serving God or not, or having faith in His ability to do or not, you weigh it looking at these facts. Are you here? Glory be to Jesus. That's what the Bible says. Abraham was able to believe God. He had faith in God because he says that even if he goes to kill Isaac as he moved by faith to go and kill him because God said so. he It is reckoned by many believers and scholars that he believed that even if he kills Isaac, God can bring another one. Because he's just acknowledging himself as Romans chapter 4 says. He assessed himself. Before the miracle came, he said he did not consider the deadness of his own body. The deadness of his own body to perform signs and wonders. And the deadness of Sarah's womb. He also knew Sarah's womb was dead. Ninety years old womb is a dead womb. But there is a God in heaven. The Bible says at the scent of water. Even when a tree is down. And the stamp appears dry at the scent of water. Water is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. There can be life. If God created this world out of nothing, that means He can place a child in the wombless person. That makes Him God. That's why in the scriptures, He has made a 90 year old pregnant and He has made a virgin too pregnant. So that which way can you say He cannot? Praise God. So, we weigh issues on faith on these matters. In the same way, when you are faced with a choice of making a decision to spend the rest of your life with someone, you don't just say, oh, I love the way his nose is situated. And he just proposed to me and I just said yes. Really? You just said yes because of a nose. If he gets an accident at work and something happens to the nose, where the issues to realize I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this person I'm going to wake up every day with this person <laughs> think you are ha- you are marrying everything including the snoring when all the makeup is gone the, <laughs> all the foundation and all the <laughs> all those things Mary Kay and the sisters and brothers all of them are gone you see the drooling of tissue fluid and she just woke up with all the things. Yeah. That's what you're going to wake up to. <laughs> and all the way makeup is gone. <laughs> all the borrowed, extended, borrowed eyelashes have all been taken away. She just remove all of those things. <laughs> you have to make sure that she is what she says she is. That she's not a So you know, on your honeymoon night, she's just now changing. You are warming up in the bedroom. She's gone to the ladies in the. <laughs> and she just changed, and before you realize, she's taking things off. Take one thing off. Take now. Realize that the thing is just taking it off. She said, ah, this hip is not. <laughs> the, the hip is not. The hip is not an. a. It's not a natural hip. <laughs> the hip is an. Is 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 manufactured. And as she takes everything off, she now takes the teeth off. <laughs> hey! I said, what is it? What choice did I make? You will stay with it. Me, if you call me, I say, you will stay there. I said, I have blessed this marriage already. Go ahead. It was your decision. You need to. <laughs> May God help us. In the name of Jesus. So you weigh everything carefully. When you have to make business decisions, don't just jump because they told you we will get 100,000 as profits. You are thinking profit. Have you taught the process? So you weigh it carefully to say, but the process to get the 100, I am, am I ready for it? So you weigh things, praise God. You weigh things carefully. You weigh things. When you When you have to make a choice, because somebody has to tell you something about another person. It's your decision to continue to relate or not to relate. But in making that choice, you must weigh it carefully. You know, people don't know how to walk in relationships. And how to relate with other people. Humans, we will offend each other all the time. And the more closer we get to each other, we will step on each other's toes. Amen. But it's a wisdom in which... Some of us who came to meet our grandfathers and great grandfathers, we saw something about them, you know, because we, we had a free, free, free atmosphere to operate, you know, there we can go back home. Yeah, there's too much restriction on the children. See, because they fear someone will kidnap them. But back home, we, we could go very far. There were no mobile phones, but we make our way back home. We could go and play and play and play. And somebody, each somebody is another person's keeper. So after a while, you you may have gone maybe 100 miles away, but someone is watching you. An old man will come and say, you have played enough. Where do you come from? Go home. Master, have you been there before? They can you a little bit and say, come on, run, run quickly. Another person will catch you at the junction and say, follow. Everybody is each other's keeper. The whole village raises a child. And the system of naming and things is so easy. I mean, they, they, they were not very dumb people. They, they have a very interesting way of, of naming. Especially, for instance, I can talk about the guns. The, the naming system. <laughs> when you mention your name, it locates you in the family. It locates your level. It locates your house. It takes you to your clan. It takes you right to your father's house. As soon as you mention your full name, somebody's just going to take your name alone like that and just lead you home. It's amazing. They thought through. And back then there are some tribes who they are tribal marks. So as soon as they see that, they know you come from this tribe. And from that tribe, what is your father's name? Then they take you. Before you realize you get home, nobody gets lost. But you see, because I was saying that we, we have a free range to play. Sometimes you may do something that is wrong. You may have offended an old man. Probably you kicked the ball and actually he was eating his food. And he just divides the pot into two. So he can't recover anymore. And probably that's his last meal for the afternoon. And he looks at it and gets up and look at you and says, look at what you have done. And whose son are you? Then they look at you and based on, you have caused an offense. But then they say, I would have done this for you, to you, had it not been the relationship I had with your grandfather. Some time ago, your grandfather did this good thing to me. I don't think I can do this to his child or his grandchildren. That's how we relate. So, when you receive an information to change towards somebody, weigh it carefully. Weigh it. What has this person done for you in the past for which you are going to take an information to suddenly change towards the person? Don't let somebody poison you about another person who has not offended you. information you are receiving say, does it really even match up? <laughs> Amen. Does it match up? Decisions. Because we are the consequence of our decisions. Amen. When someone says, oh, don't mind that church they, they, they are all in for money. Didn't you attend ordination? Did you not hear the profile of the people who were building? Do, do they look like people who have not been to school? Didn't have professions? What are they looking for your money for? You see you, so you see you look at that and weigh the information so that doesn't match up amen decision because the consequences is key It's both spiritual and physical our decision making is important weigh things carefully number 2 prayerfully research when you are going to make a decision prayerfully research it So there may be good ideas that are offered to you. Whether it's a business plan, whether it's a proposal from that wonderful gentleman or that lady. Some ladies today can propose. I mean, sometimes when you could see, you could see that the guy is not pulling his weight. Help him. (laughs) Help him, help him, help him. You too, you are interested, but you are just waiting for him to propose. And it looks like he too is interested by his mouth. And his tongue has been bound and you are prayed and fasted and cast it out it's not going just help him if you need the tips i will tell i'll give you the tips at least i went i helped one daughter of mine in the lord and it, it, it worked mm. so this is how you could just say this and that's it you see that he comes along and we are gone nobody knows that you propose to her we are finished Amen. CC, are you in the room? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. So you prayerfully research when you are faced with a choice to make a decision. All the decisions we have to make, prayerfully research it. Pray about it. Pray about it. Even if you are left with one second to make a decision, pray that one second. God is able to do something about it. God hears prayer. Philippians 4, 6, it says that don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. Amen. Prayer may not make sense, but I say it works. it works. Just do the prayer. And if you have more time, commit it to God seriously in prayer. And like I shared a few days ago in the word of hope, I say anything that gives you sleepless nights must occupy more of your prayer life. If you say the thing is a bother, then you must pray more about it. Commit more time to pray about it. Commit more time to pray about it. Lift it to God. It's a proposal. Pray. Pray and ask God some questions. Investigate it spiritually too. Because you may not know, you may know someone in the physical, but you don't know the person in the spirit. So we need to pray. Sometimes God will give an information. It doesn't mean you don't have to marry the person, but you marry the person now with Knowledge. you don't enter marriage or relationship blindly and ignorantly. You must enter with knowledge. Young ladies, that's why I tell you, don't fall in love. If you fall, by the time you get up to pick the pieces, it's gone. Enter with your eyes open. Go with your head and heart. Amen. So it's not only my heart. Hey, I can't sleep Every day, Sammy has occupied your thoughts. Occupied your thoughts. You wake up afternoon, evening. Oh, Sammy. Even now, when you sleep, we come to the room and check you, baby. You are dreaming about Sammy. You are dreaming, Kobina. Now you are asleep. They come and wake. We are going to church. Say, ah, Kobina. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it is. Commit to God. Take Kobina to God in prayer. Say, Father, I really, really love Kobina. I love him. And I can tell he's also in love with me. But what is your verdict? Who is he? Where are we going? Should I say yes? Father, help me. You pray this prayer. God knows how to respond. Sometimes he will reveal something to you. And it's not to say no, but to help you when you get in. This is how you're going to help this person. Because sometimes God will tell you, yes, so I'm going to expose this part of him to you, but that is not to back off. But that is why I've given you this strength that you go into that marriage and know immediately your role in his life. So God does that as well. So it's not every negative that means back off, but actually it's helping you to know how to fit in there. Otherwise you get in there. And after some time, the person will what is your use here? Because you don't seem to realize your ministry in the person's life but prayerfully research things in Jesus name there are homes that we must prayerfully research God will show you the state of that family as it is in the spirit and not as it appears in the natural and so when you are making decisions not only in relationships but whether in business Whether in church, in ministry, anything that you are about to make a decision in. Please subject it to this second thing. Prayerful research. At one point, the people in Israel, they they found themselves in captivity. They were there for a long time. And then they prayed. And God showed them why they are in captivity. The Bible says, and the Lord... By his spirit. I think Ezekiel 8 or 13. The Bible says he took Ezekiel and took him back to Jerusalem. They were in Babylon. Today's Babylon is Iraq, Iran. Can you imagine? God took him by the spirit and took him there and said, this is what has been going on here. That is the reason why your people 70 years ago came into captivity. Who are you marrying? Which home are you entering into? Who are you doing business with? Who are you connecting with? What kind of dedications are there in their lives? Who are their friends? These are very important questions to ask in prayer. And I tell you, it's not going to take 10 years. God knows how to respond to these things. He knows how to create circumstances for you to pick this up. He knows how to show you something in a dream. He knows how to present something to you. They may come with a very nice and wonderful business proposal. And God may tell you, not this time for you. Don't enter. Wait. Don't commit yourself. It will be a wasteful venture. I have another plan for you. I will send another person your way to let it do. You know, you have to learn to weigh things. Decision making is key. Many people have found themselves in trouble because of the decisions. And the higher you go, the more complicated it becomes. Leadership is decision making. Leading your home is serious because your decisions... (coughs) Can make or unmake your family. I might be a blessing this morning. So you must prayerfully research. Before you make the decision. You know it's not every open door. That is necessarily opened by God. The devil too can open a door. Haven't you heard about. Traps. And baits. Those of us that like the brother Nia Wule. Those, if I look at some people, I know that they are typical people who have been in some of those places. They have trapped, they have trapped birds before. they still say mouse. I don't know. <laughs> the bigger mouse, the bigger mouse. That's what Maxwell has caught that one before. He just put, you just smoke from one, and then the the thing runs away from the other side. Now, but all those things, you present something. And it looks like an open door. Especially like the birds, the pigeons, the doves. They come in. Those, behind the airport, those places, those brown, yeah, the birds. We have been there before. We we caught them. But you you come and you carry all these things and come and put it down nicely. And trap a bird and it comes in. Because it's open. And there is corn or millet in it. And he thinks, wow, this is a blessing. What an open door. Not every open door is a blessing. It can be a trap. That's why you need prayerful research. In Jesus' name. And that type of prayer is not the type of prayer you pray. Father, give me that or not. No, we call them investigative prayers. Father, what is this? Father, should I go? David knew how to pray that type of prayer. If you check Davidic prayers, they were always, Father, should I go after this truth? Are you the one that opened this door? Even when he was anointed at the age of 17 to be king, when King Saul died and news got to him, the Bible said David went to God and said, Shall I, which of the cities should I move into? You wouldn't check. You'd move straight to the palace, isn't it? You'd have been killed. Because Abner had marshaled the rest of the tribes of Benjamin to fight back. And David didn't make that mistake. When he checked with God, God told him, Don't go to any of them. Go to Hebron. Wait there for some time. You are the next king, but I want you to know there's a trap. Don't move to the palace yet. Move to this one. Prayerful consideration. Number three, make inquiries. Make inquiries. So after you have done prayerful search or prayerful research, you now make physical inquiries. So sometimes you go to the place to go and check. Visit this person who is proposing to you or you are proposing to him. Visit his house. And check how does he relate with his parents. The way a man behaves and relates with his sisters and mother is the way he will handle you. And it's the other way around too. So you go and check all those things. You, you ask questions. Don't just say, my heart. Let your head also follow Ask questions. Make serious inquiries. Whether it's come to relationship, whether it's about the business, whether it is ministry, make serious inquiries. Anything we are to make decisions on, we are supposed to make serious physical inquiries. When you are fed with any information, so as to cut off a relationship with someone, sit down and make your own physical inquiries too. Does these things add up? Or is it just in the imagination of somebody? Don't take decisions based on hearsays and the childish mentality of people who have not risen to your level of reasoning. Yeah, people make those judgments. So, all these pastors, they are thieves. Really, all of them are thieves. It's not correct. So you have to, you don't just have to believe that. See so I me, mean, that's why I, mean, I don't give my tithe in this church and my offerings. They are all thieves. It's only for a man and his wife. Now you have to think when you receive such an information, think, inquire physically, physically put your eye down and see. Does his wife work? He too does he work. He's working. Or you think what we are doing is not work. But so the question is so all the pastors, they too, they are dumb. All the deacons with all their degrees—they too, they are foolish. You see, so you make these assessments and then make a judgment. So you don't just believe somebody's infantile thought. Are you here? It's the same way that sometimes somebody also tries to destroy you to another or destroy someone, and you will make the same assessment. Not only at the church, but I—I I don't like anybody to destroy my relationship with someone. I have to analyze the information you are bringing. I have to weigh it strongly. I have to make sure that I have verified it inside and out. Because we mustn't move by impulse. We must move by proper inquiries. Amen. So, whatever decision, whether where to send your child, exit, all those, yes, some people are sending their children here and they are sending them here. You two sit down and make physical inquiries. Will my child thrive in that environment? Because he may not or she may not have that kind of preparedness to handle that sort of atmosphere. So for others, it may be working. But for yours, the physical inquiries will help. Because it will help you know, you will know your child. Everyone is different, isn't it? Everyone has certain strengths and weaknesses. Everyone can survive in some environment others can't. So mine can survive in some environment. Yours may not. So, if you look at mine and you push yours there, he may not or she may not have the stamina, the resilience to stand in that type of atmosphere. And everybody also has different temperaments. Some respond, they know how to stay in stress situations and come out. Yours may not. So, if everybody is moving towards China, be careful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say so now this that the grace the grace is China. We are all going to China. Be careful. We are going to Dubai. We are going here. We are going here. Be careful. Weigh, go and do surveillance. Go and do feasibility studies. Go and weigh the place and check everything and say, can I survive here? Would it work for me? Amen. So this again, in any area of decision making. You make all these inquiries. So you inquire. Amen. Enquire. To be sure too. I don't know why I'm skewing towards marriage. Is it because it's February? Praise God. But make inquiries because there are a lot of liars too. That's why you must make inquiries. Yeah. Because some, somebody will propose to you and he's already married. Oh, we have caught them a lot in this church. Sometimes some people don't tell the truth why they left this church. They just say something for you to believe. But we won't come out. But you can't lie. You can't say you, 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 this is the one I want to marry. I, I have never married before. Then when we made our inquiries, we caught you. <laughs> one one week, <laughs> oh Pastor Jesse, she's an intelligence woman. One day she stopped me in a roundabout and said, Let's follow him. Let's follow him. <laughs> said, No, don't Follow the guy. Follow him. That, that, that's the guy who has proposed to that sister. Follow him. She said, Detective. And we took that risk. Mr. Poku, it was a risk It was 7 p.m. in the night. I followed the woman. <laughs> I thought all this time she would follow him, but this time I followed her. <laughs> and then she followed to the house. The man was married. Meanwhile, in another church, he is president of the men's ministry in that church. It's a very wonderful thing. That's why you must make inquiries to be sure that his motive or her motive is not. Your motive may be different, but his motive is a different body. Finally, seek counsel. Have you been blessed this morning? Seek counsel. When you have made all your things, may God lead you to someone who will be able to genuinely advise you so that you can now come to the place of making the decision. Genuinely. It is a very important adjective to add to the thing. Genuinely advise you. Someone who has no other vested interest that his advice to you, he's not going to come back to compete with you over that thing. You know some people when you go to them for advice, the thing you even want to talk about, they are immediately interested in it. So you don't know that you're actually talking to a rival already. So they give you wrong counsel and take you to the west whilst they move securely to secure the thing. Because you trust them so much, may God open your eyes and give you a heart to discern where you go for the advice in jesus name someone who will not take on due advantage of you but someone who honestly points you in the right direction and say i believe this thing will work for you go for it it will work for you and that counselor will have to be able to tell you and be able to present to you both the plan a and plan b every good advice must have a plan B. Even God operated that way. His plan A. Was I am making humans. I will put them on the earth. But I am sovereign. And I know all things. And I know they will be tempted. Because I gave them a choice. If God didn't want us to sin. He will not give us choice. So that would not happen. The moment he gave us choice. He has to put into plan B. That I know. He will do it. And if he does it. My plan B was that I have to become human to die, pay the price, and restore them. So that was plan B. So the plan B was there. And that's what, as soon as Adam and Eve sinned, and he entered the garden in chapter 3, verse 15, he made the plan B known in a coded language. He said, the seed of the woman shall bruise your serpent. You serpents, he will bruise your head. And his coded message about the crucifixion. He said, you shall bruise his heel, but he shall bruise your head. The seed of the woman. That means that a woman is going to carry seed without the assistance of a man. So God's plan B was put in place immediately. Every good decision and every choice we make must have a plan B. If plan A fails, what do I do? That's why you don't put all your eggs in one basket. that's why we have choices, even when we are choosing schools. First choice, second choice. Amen. Yeah. I know somebody is going to ask me, so when you're going to propose to a lady, do you have a plan B? You must have a plan B. In case it is rejected. You can't stay unmarried and cry all day. You must move on. Is your eyes also on another person else? But these are realities. You ask me, starter. In case Zambia fails, we go to South Africa. (laughs) But Zambia has not failed. Zambia doesn't fail. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. But there must be a plan B in everything. Everything. What are the options? In decision making at the top. That's what goes on in my head all the time. As you pray, you are planning, you are putting things down. If things don't go, where do we go from here? We believe it too, but then you you put it down. It's not that something, but it must be there. So that in the event the unthinkable occurs, there must be a next move. You can't stay in a vacuum. It will depress you if there's no other way to move. It will lead to depression. And when it happens, you may not have what it takes to climb again. That's why some people sink completely. Because they tried one thing, it failed, and there was no other good advice of the alternative. So they went in there and they sink and they die. May God help us this morning. I don't know, but I came in the anointing of a pastor today to just pastor you and to teach you in Jesus' name. May God help us to make the right decisions. Because decision making makes everything. So you seek counsel, both spiritual counsel and physical counsel. You take that. If your pastor is anointed to handle both, praise the Lord. Sometimes you seek spiritual counsel. And sometimes you may have to physically go and get some advice from someone who has been in the field. A good counselor is like a good mentor. That is someone who has been to where you want to get to and is happy and willing to take you there. Not like a king Saul, Who wants to mentor a David but at the same time want to kill the David? Because as you begin to rise, he's intimidated by your rise. Every genuine counselor and every genuine father will not mind if your daughter or son rises above you. Jesus said, those who are coming after me, greater works than this shall they do. This is the mindset of God. This is the heart of a genuine counselor. He has no advantage to take. He's just glorious when you do well. And from their wealth of experience, they're able to tell you, hold on. Don't make this move. Move. Move this way. Move that way. Wait a little bit. This will happen. When it happens, then do this, and then move on. That you are receiving proper, practical counsel. Amen. Yeah. One day, somebody outside this country was. She was in love. We prayed, pray, pray. God send a breakthrough. Now she's from another country, but she's now going to marry a Ghanaian. And then, fortunately for me, well, unfortunately that she disturbs me every night, but. Fortunately for me, she was going to marry a gang. So I said, um, "The man you are going to marry, you see, the only child in the family. He says the last one. I said, Ah, hey, um, this is how you handle your prospective mother-in-law. <laughs> I said, She's a gang woman. He said, Yes. He said, From Osu. I said, Hey, okay, you are going to have someone like my mother. So this is how you're going to handle it. This is how you approach." When she says this, you answer this way. When she do this, you do this. When you come in, you do that. And then you have it. And so far, so good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Based on good counsel, is working for her. Because when you win that constituency, your marriage is at peace. Because every girl, man is tied to their mother. They don't like you to fight their mother, but because they are in love with you, you confuse them. But the moment you win that territory, you are at peace. He'll give you all the pin numbers of his of his card. It's just once he's having that peace, there's peace. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Are we blessed? In Jesus' name. May God help us. And may we choose the right thing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all lift our voices and begin to pray. Father, help us, help us, help us, help us. Oh, they want me to give the number five. Hey, you want to stay? Hey, Charlie, the people are ready for me. My God. What did I tell you? I said, decision making. I, I asked you to do seek counsel isn't it, number four. And I said it's both spiritual and physical. Isn't it? Okay. Then I said the fifth one is that you now take the step. You now take the step because so far it has always been, it has just been software. The fifth one is the hardware. Now you move. Boys to men. Somebody's receiving the message now. Glory be to Jesus. Amen. You 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 now move because decisions must not stay in the head. There must be an action to take. So you take the action in Jesus' name. You take The action. You take the action. You take the action. So that is the fifth one. You now take the action. Because once you make the decision, you made the decision in your head, there must be a manifestation. So either you are going to write that application letter and write it this afternoon, do it. If you have to do it tomorrow, do it. If you have to attend that interview, it can't stay in your head. You must physically move to that location. So whatever you have now sampled from your research, your inquiries whatever you have received from the council now the choice is yours to make now and you must make the move and sometimes you need to be bold to make the move in jesus name be bold to make the move in deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19 God came through Moses and said to the people, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. That I have set before you life and death. Blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. You see, God comes in and says, I'm counseling you. I presented life and death before you. Choose life and the choice will be yours tells you that God won't make the choice for us. He can inspire us, he will direct us but the final decision lies with us. So every second of our lives, don't forget this statement, you realize you are making decisions. Some of you are making decisions whether from this meeting, you are going to start implementing some things. It's a decision. I present to you life and death I present to you blessing and cursing and he's saying therefore you must choose life so that both you and your seed may live. I can go on for another one hour on this. You see he say, when you make the choice it's going to affect your children and your descendants. The choice you're about to make. The decision you're about to make. I have only counseled you but you will make the choice. You have to make the move yourself. So God says this is the danger out there. This is the blessing out there. But I'm now telling you, I've pointed you where where blessing is and I've pointed to you where curses are. I've pointed to you where life is and I've pointed to you where death is. Make the choice. And He said, when you make the choice, I want you to choose life. Because when you make the decision of choosing life, your seed, you, your descendants forever will live. It means that the decision you make today can affect those around you. Can affect your descendants. Can affect your children. It can affect anything. Decisions matter. Decisions, they matter. Decisions have consequences. And we must embrace all in the name of Jesus. Joshua 24, 15 and I end it. I hope now I've given you the five. Madly, are you happy now? Powerful. And if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord Choose, have you seen it again? Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods of your fathers, which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood. Or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we have made a choice. I have made a decision on behalf of my family. We will serve the Lord. So there are three options. Whether to serve the gods of their fathers that they serve on the other side of the Jordan against the Lord or the gods of the people whose land they are staying or the God who made heaven and earth. That choice still is yours. He said, but for me and my house, we have taken a step. So after we have made all the inquiries where we have weighed all the issues and everything we must now practically move. Amen. Hallelujah. When you have done all the things Go for that building and start the business now. Go for that van and move the business now. Go for that thing and get it down. Move to that lady and say, I love you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Albert, I'm preparing you. I won't, I won't speak for you, but that one, you have to speak it, brother. You have to speak it. Eh? That's right. The other day I went to see a nice suit. I look at it and I said, "This thing will fit Albert on his wedding day." You have to speak. They, they are waiting for you. To speak. The whole world is watching this broadcast. Albert, Albert, the world is watching us. Oh, Dicky just uh, is. <laughs> I've also located someone for him. These days I'm on a rampage. I want to settle some issues quickly. Nancy! It is settled. It is settled. In Jesus' name. But the decision will have to be yours. In Jesus' name. Are we blessed? Amen.